Welcome to the Self-Care Simplified Podcast, where we talk about self-care, mindfulness, and cultivating a full, nourishing life. I interview women whose lives have been transformed through spirituality, mindfulness, wellness, health, and a focus on overall well-being. I'm your host, Tiffany Williams, and I'm so glad you're here. My hope with this podcast is that you will grow, expand, and feel the energetic support of women across the globe. We are all connected, and it's through this connection that we can rise to our highest selves. This is Self-Care Simplified. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode two. Here we are, two weeks in a row. I'm proud of myself for making this happen. Um, I'll be honest, it's Wednesday morning that I'm recording this, so (laughs) I am an 11th hour type of person. I do my best work the minute before it's due. Um, Thank you for all the love on episode one. That meant so much to me. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel putting this out there, and it just got so much love, and that makes me happy. Um, here we are for episode two. I have Kelsey Letgo, who is a life coach. Basically, she's transforming people's lives left and right, just like she did for me. My birthday is in a few days now, I'm turning 42, and it feels like I am in a time in life where I'm figuring things out out for myself. In this episode, Kelsey and I talk about how when we went off to college, we felt like it was a time of huge transition where we could kind of show up however we wanted. We could shed our old identities and really just be who we wanted to be. And I feel sort of like that's where I am right now. My kids are, they're still young. They're still 10 and 12. But I have time and space to be my own person now. And I really have never done that since they were born. I have thrown my entire self into being their mother that I honestly don't even know what I would want for the second part of my life. And I'm trying to figure that out. (laughs) It's taking a lot of twists and turns and questions and figuring out what what kind of path I want to get on. But one thing that helped me, has helped me tremendously, was taking Kelsey's group program this winter called Unlocked. And the plan of the program, which we talk about in this episode, was to help you bring something to the world that might be scaring you. And before I took the course, I was thinking of doing this podcast and workshops and things like that, but I was so afraid. I labeled myself as a quiet, shy girl. I could never do that. And Unlocked really helped me see that I could do that. And here we are, episode two of the podcast. So there's proof that it works. Um, But it, I feel like her course unlocked so much more in me than I was expecting it to. And it really has me looking at my entire life and what do I want for my life and if you are in a stage 
of life where you're thinking about those kinds of things, your career, your, I'm thinking a lot about work and what I want that to look like. Someday my kids are going to be grown and having lives of their own. And how do I want to fill my days? What do I want? That's a long time. That's like an entire half of my life that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. Um, But Kelsey is your girl. She is someone that can help you. She can, she just has a way of guiding you into decision making in a way that doesn't feel scary and overwhelming. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, let me know, follow Kelsey on Instagram, get on her mailing list. And she also does free monthly workshops. So definitely get on her Instagram, her mailing list. Her Instagram is full of value every day. Basically, she posts something amazing, um, but she does give all the information on her free workshops there. So follow her there. Give her all the love. I also want to tell you guys that our seasonal subscription bundle for summer is coming out June 15th. So if you want to get one of those, you can sign up now and it will ship before June 15th. I'm not exactly sure on the date yet, um, but pretty close to the 15th. And of course, it's a good one. Um, Okay, here we go with Kelsey. Thanks, guys. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for every single person who has listened. It's been so fun for me. Um, Okay, I'll stop rambling. Here's Kelsey. Okay, so before we really start into all the things that you're so amazing at, I would love to hear about your life, how you got to where you are. I don't know anything about your upbringing, so. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, my childhood, you know, I am grateful to say I had a lovely childhood. I grew up for the first half of my childhood in New Jersey, and it was kind of fun to have that East Coast upbringing. Um, my family is all from upstate New York, and we were down in New Jersey until I was eight, and um, it was lovely. We had the snow days, you know, it was just, I remember it, I remember it fondly and moving to California to me as an eight-year-old was like, oh my gosh, my mom thought for my poor mother, she thought she permanently scarred me, but I'm so glad we, we did make that change. California suits us really well. So we moved out when I was eight and yeah, you know, my childhood was Delightful. I was a younger sister, you know, my sister Krista, and I think that little sister identity was was quite strong in my life. We were quite the duo. Um, and yeah, I my safe haven was always dance. So I grew up as a dancer and did all the soccer and other things too until we had to make that choice. And around like middle school, you kind of have to pick one. So dance was always not a question for me. And um, yeah, I think there's there's so much to say, but I think in a nutshell, um, I think what stands out thinking back on my childhood is just, yeah, really being um, quite close with my family. Amazing. Like really worshiping my sister, um, being a really shy kid outside of my house, like deeply shy, except for at home and at dance. So those were kind of my, my two places to express and grow and be loud and all of the things. Um, and then I guess I'll pause there and see what, what, what else you got from like a shy girl. Yeah. Being a coach, that 
transition seems so big to me. Did you always know you wanted to be a coach? Did you go to college? And then like all the transition to like, okay, now I'm a life coach. Okay. Got it. So yeah. So I, yeah, I, you know, the shy girl identity is something that we really have connected on. Um, and it was fat. It's just an interesting path to walk as a really, really shy person. And now I think we both have the language to recognize that we were just highly sensitive kids trying to figure out the world and mold ourselves, protect ourselves, manage everybody. Um, but for me, it was really in college when I got to college, I remember being on the phone with my sister and she was like, you got to just go for it. And I remember asking myself the question of, of like, who do I want to be? Do I want to continue to hold all this in? Or do I actually want to like share my personality and make authentic connections and put myself out there? So for me going to college, it was a fresh start. Nobody knew me. Nobody knew I was a younger sister. Nobody knew any of, of kind of like how I had been. So it was a really beautiful opportunity to make that choice, um, to kind of show up. So I did. I went to University of Redlands. It's small school, about an hour east of LA. And I met some amazing, really good community there. Such a good choice for me. Yeah. Um, School is good for shy kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The same decision. I remember my sophomore year, or not my sophomore year, it was probably my freshman year, sitting in my dorm room being like, okay, you can be whoever you want right now. These people don't know you at all. And my older sister as well was like, fake it till you make it, Tiff. Just like pretend you're not shy, right? <laughs> like, okay, so what does that look like? Do I, I don't know. But I, I do remember having the same feeling of this is such a massive transformation. It's almost like a once in a lifetime transformation where you can like, or transition where you can decide I'm going to stay this way or I can just show up as someone totally new. And it's not going to be shocking to anyone because they don't know me. So I can just try something out and see how I feel. Yeah. And everybody's experimenting too at that time. Everybody's new. Everyone's trying to figure out who their people are and trying out friendships here and there. So it's a really perfect, it it was perfect and, and for me at least too. Yeah. It sounds like for you too to really make that choice. It makes me think of Audrey, my daughter, who's 12. And I know she's like, I like talk about her all the time because she is just an outstanding human being, but we moved to a new town when she was going into the sixth grade. Mm. Rural time to move to a new town in the pandemic. Oh, she did the same thing. She's not shy. She's not a shy kid, but she said to herself that morning, I'm just going to go in there and I'm just going to be wild and outrageous. Yes, Audrey. I know. She's like, like, be super outgoing. And if I need to meet a new friend or she wants to be friends with someone, she says to herself, I'm just going to walk up to that person and be like, hey, we're friends now. Like, just like an internal decision to, I'm going to do something outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to. I'm going to pretend that I'm comfortable Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not, because they know the end result will be something good. Yes. Love that she's able to do that at 12. It's like us as college kids. Right. Like, right. Really struggling trying to do that. I love that she could do it now, but really any time in life, but yeah. yeah. So you did, it, did it work for you? Did you feel confident in college and like you could really step into that new personality? 
No, I did. College, yeah, college was an important little season for me because I did feel like I could really step into that and got really involved in my dance company on campus and and got to just like own who I was in a new way, um, which felt really, really good and important. And I was talking with my best friend who also went to college with me um, the other day and we we were both saying for the first time we felt like smart in college because high school can be really hard. And we got to college where it was kind of this experience of, wow, I okay, I'm actually doing okay here. So college was just a really good time for me overall. I love that. So what was your major? I studied sociology and anthropology. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Want to work with people. It wasn't an intentional choice. I just realized by the time I had to declare, I had already taken mostly. So I was like, well, I guess here we go. Okay. So what was your thought when you graduated? Did you have a career path or a direction you were thinking you were going to go in? (laughs) Well, as soon as I graduated, I went to Cambodia for five weeks and just- Yeah, I, my college made it really easy to travel, which was the main thing. And I went with a group from school and quite honestly, I was ready to stay in Cambodia. I was like, I want to be here. I want to be an expat. I want to do the NGO scene. Like, this is awesome. And my long-term boyfriend at the time was like, do you have to stay in Cambodia right now? Like, <laughs> okay. So, for our young love. I know. Like, I guess I'll not stay in Cambodia, but, um. Yeah, so I kind of thought that I would do a bit more of a travel scene. Spoiler, I did not do that. I came home and truly had no idea what I was going to do. I got a job at a bar for a while, uh, for a couple of months until I ended up getting my full-time job um, at a big tech company at the time that was kind of in a smaller stage. I worked at Dropbox for my first official big girl. So my first job was working at the front desk. So it was my job to literally be nice to everybody and get paid to know everybody. And it was amazing. I had so much fun and it was honestly perfect for where I was at in my career because I got to see little windows into so many people's worlds. And the front desk is kind of this cool zone where people just show up a little more authentically. So you really get to see people. And then they turn on when they go to their meetings or their host comes, but like yeah. I had to see them, which was cool. And I realized that out of anybody in the building, the people that I felt like, oh, I could maybe be them when I like, quote unquote grew up were the executive coaches that would come in and they were present and they would chat. And they would ask good questions and it's like, wow, they're, I like whatever is going on there. So it kind of planted the seed for me. Um, Didn't do anything with it at the time. And I knew, I knew um, tech wasn't kind of my thing forever, but it was great for now. So I did that for almost four years and then um, got my yoga teacher training with my sister. Lasted two more weeks uh, when I came back quit and then just taught dance and yoga for a couple months to kind of get my bearings. So uh, I did that and really the stars aligned from there. I had, I needed that experience to show myself. I didn't actually want to teach dance and yoga full time. Oh, um, okay. I checked that off the list and then I literally said out loud to my mom, you know, I think I want to go back working in tech part-time. There's this guy I know from Dropbox who started his own company. Maybe they need some part-time help. The next day he texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, we need a part-time office human. We want you. Does this fit into your world? I was like, why? (laughs) 
Yeah. So the stars align. I worked there part time. And then in the meantime, was thinking about going back to grad school to uh, get my master's in counseling. But coaching just kept coming back into my path. I briefly dated a coach. I was at a holiday party with another coach and she kind of talked me into it. And finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to start with coaching. I honestly had never worked with a coach. I kind of judged coaching at the time, but I was loving what I was hearing. So I signed up for my program and literally from the first 15 minutes I was hooked. So I, I feel like a little bit like what you just said, because honestly, before you, the only experience with the term life coach that I have had. Do you watch Big Brother by any chance? (laughs) No. Okay. I'm outing myself. (laughs) I'm going to look it up now. (laughs) Yeah. There was a girl on Big Brother who was a life coach and no judgment towards her, but she was a hot mess. (laughs) It was like the disaster of the season. Yeah. And so Every time she's in the video room, gossiping, talking all about all this drama, it says like life coach. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But that was my only connection to a life coach. Right. And then, and so, so I worked with Krista, your sister, and that's coaching. She's coaching you in a business. So I could wrap my head around that. It was like, here's these tools here's how you put them into your business. Right. You're going to make more money. It was like very A, B, and C. Yeah. And then we were in a class together and I just, I felt like I definitely want to work with her at some point. Um, my intention for coming into 2022 was to be a mindfulness educator, be a self-care educator and open up this whole other side of my business that is working with people, doing workshops, all things that are extremely uncomfortable to me. So why am I feeling like I want to do this? I have no idea. So all of the end of last year, I'm wrestling with the idea that I want to do this, Mm -hmm. but complete terror in how I'm going to execute this and really painful resistance of just don't even try. And then you decide that your first program of 2022, which I believe I manifested this because I said to you, my <laughs> goal for 2022 is to do a class with you. Yes. And your first course of the year is, do you want to offer something to the world that scares <laughs> you? Do you want to bring something to life that's so terrifying? Well, this class is for you. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. And and now I see what you do. I it's so hard to put into words. It's not therapy. Mm-mm. It's not, I don't know. I had this this stigma of life life coaching as kind of cheesy. It's not. It is so deep and powerful. So I overcame my stigma of and my judgment of life coaching Mm -hmm. by living it with you. But as you're deciding to be a life coach, yeah, you must have had resistance there too. Totally. And I do have to say before I answer that question, I don't know if you totally know this, but whether or not you were going to sign up for it, you were totally my muse for unlock. Oh, no (laughs) way. 
I did that. I definitely you did, did that. that. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know she, whether or not she does it. And when I got to, I was like, yeah, yeah you got me. You got me. <laughs> the first description, I laughed. I was like, this is just so ridiculous. Like, yeah. Everything yeah. you think is on this flyer here. <laughs> How can you possibly say no? So anyway, thank you for that. Um, you know, it's it's a really it's something I still think about. Like to yeah. be totally honest, maybe this is an unpopular opinion considering I'm a life coach and I'm obsessed with my career, but I'm still a little judgy on life coaches. I think there's this really I don't I don't know whether it's like silly, damaging, unrealistic, probably some truth to it stereotype of life coaches are either outwardly perfect, have this epic morning routine, make a green juice with lemon water every morning. I was like, I don't wake up and make a green juice every morning. You know, how can I be a life coach if I don't have a morning routine? Or on the other side, to your point with Big Brother, they're a hot mess and don't actually yeah. have life together. So yeah. yeah. And I think there might have been a time where people were just like, I'm a life coach. Right. With not a lot of what's behind that. Like, like training now for now there is yeah, yeah of course there's like training and right. it's the same sort of in my field of mindfulness and meditation there is there is now just the past like two years right have some certifications there's right. there's a lot of there's just a lot of gray with that right. so you must have felt yeah there is a lot there's a ton of gray and if anyone listening ever wants to chat about how to find a coach, things to look yeah. for, definitely let me know because I have many a thought on that. But um, yeah, there is a lot of grace. So for me, when I was choosing a program and coaching is still to a certain extent, the wild west, like to your point, anyone could kind of be like, I'm a life coach. Um, but for me, if I was going to do it, I wanted to find the most intensive certification I could. So I went through the Collective Training Institute. Um, you can do the program in a year and a half. I did it in two. So it was like, I felt like I was really kind of doing, doing the thing. Like these are people's lives and yes, it's not therapy. And you're like, you're a coach. It's an intimate relationship. You're having an impact. So I want to make sure I'm totally confident. Yeah. So, um, but for me, you know, what really got me over that stereotype is I think the same thing that happened to you is we experienced it. I think my, so my first coaching in-person weekend. I did it pre-COVID. So these weekends were still in, in person. And in the first one I showed up and I was still resistant at the time. Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be this really corporate experience, whatever that even means, because corporate's just humans, but still I was, I had this whole judgment in my head and I showed up in my like little semi-corporate outfit and just like, didn't want to talk to anybody. I was so anxious, like profusely yeah. sweating in the very first, in the fundamentals weekend of my course is life-changing for anyone, but there is one person who gets coached on the first day. And my facilitator, this amazing woman in her eighties had been a thick, wow. just such yeah. a badass. Yeah. She of course felt my resistance to the whole situation and coached me in front of everybody, which Tiffany, worst oh, nightmare. No. Like, like no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quit, I quit. I'm out. Coached me in front of everybody. It changed my whole life. In yeah. 15 minute coaching session, she changed literally my whole life. And from that moment on, I was in, I knew it was what I wanted to do. And I was like, if she can do that in 15 minutes, what else is possible here? Right. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. Once you, if you have that experience with a coach, there's nothing else you can say about it. Yeah, it's true. I feel like you're 
your course unlocked has changed my life. But really, if I'm going to narrow it down to the actual moment, it was our one-on-one call. Mm-hmm. Completely transformed me. There's no way to explain it without people just having to experience it for themselves. If you go into it with an open mind, that's the most important. And I told myself when I signed up for the class, I'm going to show up 100%. I am going to be here for this. And I was very skeptical. Mm -hmm. I honestly believed that I still would not unlock myself. (laughs) And I would finish the course and have taken it. And really nothing was going to change. But I did say to myself, give it 100%. If you're going to commit to this, commit to it. And after the first class, I almost was like, I should write to Kelsey and say, I can't do this. And I said, nope, I'm going to, I'm just going to be okay with that. I'm just going to be okay with how uncomfortable that was. And I'm going to show up the next week and it's sticking. I have a look at you. I know because it stuck for you. It's amazing. 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 Yeah. I will say it's, it's it's really the power of the partnership coaching. And I think you were, wow, the resistance is so strong. It's not a last after the first week, but I was like, no, I'm not going to reach out. I'm just going to, I think she's going to work through this. And you did, and you did. And when someone is ready and you are so ready, it's like to get there in that moment with the coach and the client, like, let's do this thing. And you were there. And it was so, that was one of my all-time favorite coaching moments of my career. It was just like, I watched you rewrite your entire life story and it was like, I get chills just thinking about me too. it. I just got a wave of chills because I think back to little tiny me who was four and, and the story she told herself from that moment until she was 41. Yeah. And, and in just a short amount of time, I changed that story. And now I feel like so much healing is happening where I'm encountering something that is definitely connected to childhood trauma. And I am able to say to myself, remember, this story is different now. Yes. The story is diff- is not, it, that is not the story we have anymore. So, sh- and flipping it is so comforting. Yes. Changing the narrative from right. negative to positive. It's not like everything's great, everything's great. It's more like, yeah, that's tough, but- look at how tough you are because you right. are doing it anyways. And right. it gives you fire and strength and to just take on your life however you want it to look like. Yes. The sky's the limit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Wa- watching you shift that narrative, it, it, it was just such a beautiful experience because I could see, like I'm a really visual person and I could see literally your path just open as soon as you did that. And it was like, who knows what's after this? Because she believes in herself. Like she gets it, gets her power. And that moment of like really guiding people to see their own power is, it's just my why. It's It's seeing what's already there and bringing that part to the front instead of hiding in the back. I think about it as a remembrance almost. It's like, you're just remembering who you are underneath society's stuff they've put on on you underneath all of this stuff. It's just remembering 
we are in that mm-hmm. process. Sometimes we just need a little nudge here and there to help us. Yeah. yeah. You just did a workshop called Making Aligned Decisions. Um, I would love to sort of go through that process with you. Yes. Because I haven't seen the replay yet. So we can really do this and and just help people understand just this one small part of what you offer. You know, I love this. Making Aligned Decisions. Okay. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. So just a little bit about the workshop. Yeah. I'm kind of one of the exercises. So a lot, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of aligned decisions right now because our life is made up of a series of tiny, mundane, everyday little baby decisions. That's our day. That's our life. That's what we got is our choices, our decisions, and how they stack up over time. And something that I see so often with my clients is in the end with myself. If anyone from like high school years hears me talking about this, I'm sure they're laughing because I was the most indecisive human on the planet. Like, I don't know, whatever you want. I don't care, whatever. But when that's our response for everything, then someone else is actually deciding and designing our life for us. So we wake up after 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 70 years, and we're, it's kind of this experience of well, whose life is this? What do I even want? What would look different if I were actually the one making the decisions? And then the, de- the question is, well, well, how do I know it's the right decision for me? So that's kind of where this is coming from is really empowering people to make one mundane, what do I want for breakfast? Who do I want to spend my time with? What do I want to say yes to? What do I want to say no to? Yeah. One decision after the other so that life becomes something that feels really authentic to them. So the question we're answering is, okay, cool. Well, how do I know what feels right to me? So I, in the workshop, we taught, we learned an exercise called, what is your yes? So I would love to guide you through the okay. of learning what your yes is. Okay. 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 I'm so excited. So go ahead and close your eyes. I'll do it with you. So you're not doing it alone. And let's just take a breath to kind of neutrally arrive in this space. And for anyone listening, join, join us and, and come on this journey with us. So let's exhale completely. Take a really full breath in through the nose. Big exhale, let it go. And just bring your awareness to the mind for a moment. Feel yourself step back into those shoes of the observer and tune into just the energy of the mind. And notice without any judgment, what the energy of the mind feels like. Does anything come up for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like I'm seeing it in colors and in vibration. Yeah. Beautiful. Perfect. Okay. So almost as if it was like a lovely x-ray machine, feel your energy or feel your awareness scan down below the neck to the energy around the heart space. So imagine this really beautiful 360 degree orb all around the energy of the heart space. What does that energy feel like to you? That feels soft, Mm, much softer. Like the light is more of a haze, like just like a super soft Mm -hmm. flowing. Beautiful. And then invite in kind of like the low belly gut area into this too. What does that energy feel like? It feels similar mm-hmm. to the heart energy, maybe a little more 
a little faster. Okay, cool. Beautiful. So that's just neutral resting energy. So I want you to call into your mind now a time that you were an absolute yes on something. So you had to make a decision and you were a 100% yes. And it could be big or small, like a breakfast you were really stoked about to marrying your husband. Like, can you call into your mind a time that you were an absolute yes on something? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So put yourself in that moment that you decided and then scan your awareness back down into the heart space and the gut energy and tell me what it feels like. It feels super warm and just joy. It feels light and warm and glowing and happy. Yeah. Beautiful. And even tune into your body language here. Like notice just little things. If you sat up any straighter for me, I can usually breathe a little bit more deeply when it's a yes. So do you notice anything, excuse me, anything else about this physical experience of your yes? It's giving me like that joyful feeling. Yeah. Like I can feel it all over. Like I can't, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So take a mental snapshot of this lock in this feeling and let's take a breath to just come back to neutral. So on your next inhale, full breath in, big breath out. Okay. And this one's less pleasant, but we got to do it. Can we think about a time you were an absolute no on something? Just like, heck no, that is so out of alignment. Absolutely not. Will I do that thing? Does something come to mind? Yeah. Okay. Put yourself in that moment and then scan your awareness down. What is your, what's going on in your body with this? No, it's super tight. Mm -hmm. I can feel my muscles tightening up. Yeah. Yeah. Cold and tight and yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel my shoulders slump a little bit. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. Can't you feel your, my energy wants to like curl up and shrink or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Beautiful. So take a breath, come on back to neutral, maybe call, call back in that. Yes. Cause that's usually (laughs) on that one. <laughs> Maybe I should do the opposite. Oh, order. Okay. okay, beautiful. And then open up the eyes when you're ready. Yeah. What was that like for you? That's powerful to feel such a strong physical response yeah. to a thought. Yeah. It's also so mind blowing that I can go from feeling those juicy, soft, happy feelings. Yeah. And with one thought. Yeah. One quick thought, like my body chemistry changed. Completely changes. Completely changes. Which speaks to the power of self-talk, which maybe we'll talk about later. But I think to this physical experience, whether those experience, those yeses and those no's that you picked are really extreme, or if they're even more subtle, that's my homework to anybody listening is to practice building up trust with the sensation of your yes and your no. It's really just, I call it like chin down decision-making or body body decision-making, your body system, whatever you want to call it. But like, I think a really powerful one is like, you have two options of plans to say yeah. yes. 
maybe it's hanging out with this person or, or doing this thing and try it on, like try on the experience and notice what it feels like in your body. And for me, it's so subtle. It's a, it's like a energetic opening. There's like an energy that feels kind of just open. I don't know how else to say it. That's my yes. And for me, a no, it's just kind of like closing up shop in my heart. Down. And I think we listen so often to our no intuition, yeah. that gut feeling I shouldn't do something, the gut feeling I shouldn't, this isn't right, but yeah. we're not tuned into the strong yeses. Yes. Yes. I'm super aligned with this. This feels really good. So I think any decision when you can sit with both and right. compare the two, I I, that's that's such a strong tool because we normally just focus on the dominant one like right if or and even maybe for more of these subtle decisions where we don't actually know like you can feel a hard no like that's right. a definite feeling you can observe and and you can probably feel a hard yes too but it's a nice tool to have for all that in between and it probably will save you a lot of um just mental, yeah, bring a runaround of like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? If you can do this exercise and figure out which direction you want to take and then just honor it. Yeah. Just honor it and, and be comfortable with it. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And again, it's like, it's just leading you towards the next step. It doesn't yeah. have to be, what is my future? Hold? No, it's what's the next step I could take yeah. in my life. Yes. Yeah. See, this is the power of Kelsey Letko. <laughs> Everybody needs a Kelsey. Um, so before we finish, and I have like a few end questions, I want you to tell about Realign. Yes. Oh, thanks for asking. to hear about it. Yeah. So Realign is my signature program. I'm hosting the fourth session of Realign this summer. I'm so excited about it. Um, and it always kind of, it's always a summer thing. I, well, that's why I hosted one winter session that was lovely too, but summertime for me, it's turned into realign season. I just, I love it. I'm here for it. And realign started, it was the first group program I ever did. And it, I have big magic sitting next to me and yeah, it was a big really magic fun. moment. Yeah. I put out the intention of, I want to do my first group course. I just held the space for it. And one day I was listening to a random podcast about nothing to do with I don't even know what. And the entire idea came to me that eight weeks, every topic is like, there it is. Thank you so much. So it's just been one of those divine gifts that was given to me to bring into this world. And I treasure that role of being its steward, but it's an eight week group program. And it's really, I, the first one was at the beginning of the pandemic because everyone's lives, their, their external lives had shifted so much. And when our external worlds are changing and we're going through so many transitions and so much upheaval, our inner worlds are changing too. And realign was an opportunity to come back to yourself and kind of be like, okay, amidst all of this, what is my new vision? What do I value in this season of my life? What do I feel like my purpose is right now? Who are my people right now? What are my boundaries right now? And really kind of, it's like, that re realign is essentially the recalibration process of when your external world is changing, you need to recalibrate with your internal world too. So, and it's, it's met the moment beautifully. Every time we've done it, I tweak it a little bit each time to make sure it's really seasonal and relevant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is an eight week guided journey of, of recalibrating yourself to what matters most to you right now. 
Um, what's your new vision? How are you going to get there? And, and really just kind of coming back home to yourself after a lot of transition. Yeah. Love what you do. I love you. you. I'm so crazy about you. I mean, you. it is so <laughs> mutual. <laughs> okay. So that's amazing. Now quickly, what are podcasts are you listening to? Ooh, uh, obviously the authentic audience podcast. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, I just started, I feel like I'm late to the podcast train, but I just started listening to On Purpose with Jay Shetty and that's really good. And then I'm, I always love Brene Brown's podcast and I'm a huge Glennon Doyle fan. So I love, we can do hard things with her and Abby. Yep. Me too. Those are my go-tos right now. Um, what about books? Any good books? Uh, I have been reading. Well, I was just deep in Unlock World, so we were reading Big Magic, um, which is always a great one. We were reading War of Art, which is kind of a kick in kick in the butt um, to get you going. I'm obsessed with Atomic Habits lately. I've oh like, yes, yeah, it's yeah. it's such a good one. And I I just read. Um, Come as you are too, which was a really, really. Is it a novel or is it a? No, it's not. It's by a sex educator, and it was fascinating and so educational and so empowering. So I just finished that one too. I had a couple of clients recommend it to me. They're like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." It's great. Okay, I'll give it a shot too. Um, Yeah. How can people work with you? Now is the most important part. Ooh, how fun! I love my one-on-one clients. Oh, it's just such a fun journey. One-on-one is, is ideal if you don't necessarily, you, well, I shouldn't really say that. I was going to say, you don't have to have a specific destination in mind. Mm-hmm. I think what holds some people back from one-on-one coaching is like, well, I don't know what I want the result to be like, well, we'll figure that out together. So that, that's fine. Or if you do know, then we can also work together to make that happen. So one-on-one is great. Um, come to my website, book a consultation, let's chat. And then Realign is coming up. We begin June 9th. And I'm so excited about this. Uh, it'll be a group of 14 beautiful souls. And um, it's just going to be a really, really epic journey. So those are the two ways right now. And then I also have monthly free workshops. Yeah, I'd love that. Okay. Amazing, Kels. Thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you so much. I'm so inspired by you and so impressed by you. You are just bringing so much, so many of your jewels to the world and we need them. So thank so you. grateful for you. You help you, you really, you unlocked me. <laughs> you got well, yeah. locked too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will. Thank you again for joining us this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. I am just so grateful to everyone listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to ask you to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts. It only takes a few seconds and it makes a huge difference. So thank you again for joining me, Tiffany, on this episode of Self-Care Simplified, and I will see you next time.